0: Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable.
1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 779, 10 Reasons You're Still Broke at 35, part one by Robert Farrington of thecollegeinvestor.com. And I am Dan. I am your host here on Optimal Finance Daily. A very happy Thursday to you. Hope you're having a great week so far. This is where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And today's article is a bit on the longer side, so I will read the first half today and then finish it up for you tomorrow. So with that, let's get right to part one as we optimize your life. Ten Reasons You're Still Broke at 35. Part one by Robert Farrington of the CollegeInvestor.com. Money is a simple thing. You earn it by working, you spend it on stuff, and anything left over goes into your savings account or investing account or under the mattress. When you're 21, money is harder. You're typically not working, yet you want to spend it on stuff, like beer. When you're 28, Money is easier, you're likely working, but still living a little bit like in college, with roommates, sharing rent, not buying expensive cars, etc. And by the time you're 35, money should be a simple thing. You should earn more than you spend. You should have developed at least one additional income stream beyond working, and you should have a positive net worth. But if you're still broke at 35, here are 10 likely culprits that you need to fix ASAP. One you're still earning starting pay at your day job 10 years later. I hate dealing with pay and salaries. Everyone keeps it so secretive and you work for a company whose job is to get the most out of you for the least amount possible. They don't want you to share your info and they don't want you to know what others make. On the flip side, the first 10 years of your career are some of the most important to try to boost your income as quickly as possible. The average starting salary for the class of 2014 was $48,707, but 10 years ago when you graduated, the average starting salary was 39488 If you barely kept up with 3% raises, over 10 years, you'd still be at just $53,068, not much higher than the newest entrance to the workforce. Depending on your skills and what you've done for your company, now is a great time to start asking for a raise. You should also consider looking at sites like salary.com and glassdoor.com to see how your pay compares to similar positions. Two, Your friends are hurting you financially. You are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Have you heard that phrase before? Jim Rohn was on to something when he said this, but he wasn't directly talking about money. However, this applies just as much to money as it does success, love, and everything else in life. If your friends are out spending, buying fancy things, and going on crazy trips, our natural instinct is to try and keep up. We don't wanna be left out of the herd. But this can have massive consequences financially. The keeping up with the Joneses mentality has done in more people and families than most other financial problems. If you're still broke at 35, now is a great time to assess the financial habits of your friends and see how they are rubbing off on you. Struggling to find an answer? Now's a great time to put together a system of savings. You can find out more about that at thecollegeinvestor.com and click on the banner, Save More Money. Three, you've failed to network. Beyond your friends, the key to success at work is to have a great network of people around you. If you're still stuck at your starting pay and think the best next move is to leave your company, you need a network to help you get that next job. The number one way most people get the next job is through a contact, friend, acquaintance, or someone in their network. Don't fret though, you can still put together a network of business contacts at 35. Get on sites like LinkedIn, create a profile, and start connecting with people you've worked with in the past. Make sure you look for ways to help others and connect them with business contacts, and in turn, you'll be able to leverage that network soon. Four, you enjoy smoking and drinking too much. Everyone has vices, but not every vice is as expensive as smoking and drinking. These can seriously put a dent in your wallet every year. It's estimated that a smoker, on average, will spend almost $2,000 per year on cigarettes. Someone who regularly drinks will likely spend roughly $457 per year on alcohol. In your first 10 years after graduation, that amounts to roughly 10% of your take-home pay or more. Imagine if you simply cut out those two vices and saved that money each year for the last 10 years. You'd have $30,500 saved. That's a lot of money on booze and cigarettes. If these vices are keeping you broke now, just realize that the costs will continue to rise as well. More states are taxing booze and cigarettes, and the cost of health insurance and healthcare in general will continue to rise. Now is the time to make a change. Many companies offer free cessation plans if you're looking for a way to quit. Check with your HR manager or your employee benefit site. This is a great place to start to begin saving some money. Five, you bought a fancy car after graduation. One of the ways that a lot of 20-somethings spend their money after graduation is a new car. This is an area that I fell victim to when I bought my first new car after graduation. Many of my friends did the same thing. We figured, hey, we make good money now, why not? Well, the why not part is easy. Cars lose value and cost you money from day one. Then you have to spend money on them to keep them running, gas, maintenance, and more. Cars suck, but most people need them to get to work and live life. But that doesn't mean you need a fancy one. Most people would be very well-to-do buying a used car, especially a certified used car that will last a long time. This will not only be less expensive, but it will hold more of its value over time. If you're broke because you spent too much on a car, the options are simple. A, sell the car and buy a cheaper car. This option makes sense if the monthly payments or maintenance makes it cost-prohibitive to continue to own. Or B, don't buy a car, but keep the one you have forever or until the car dies. If you just bought an expensive car years ago and are regretting it, it might make sense to hold on to it. It's already done a lot of depreciating, and if it still runs well, there might be no reason to go out and buy a new car. Just live with what you have for a long time. Six, hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled 10 Reasons You're Still Broke at 35 by Robert Farrington of thecollegeinvestor.com. And I will finish the rest of that post for you tomorrow.
0: Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. For a lot of people, it can be stressful and confusing to manage their finances. Even I used to feel this way when using different finance apps. But then I tried Monarch Money, and everything got so much easier. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. when you go to monarchmoney.com slash OFD, that's dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial.
1: And that should do it for today. Thank you so much for being a regular listener and for subscribing to the show. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow where we'll finish up this post and finish up the week. So I'll see you in the Friday show where your optimal life awaits.